Now, time is running out to join us at the Blueberry Convention, February 28th through March 1st in Tucson, Arizona. Save your seat today to learn alongside Blueberry industry colleagues, hear from inspiring keynotes, enjoy blueberry-infused meals, and learn about the latest and greatest on Blueberry Lane. Simply go to blueberryevents.org for more details and to register today. That's blueberryevents.org, and I look forward to seeing you all in Tucson. This copyrighted podcast is presented by the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council. The opinions and views shared by those of non-paid guests on the business of blueberries are those of our guests and do not represent the views, positions, or policies of the USHBC. The blueberry industry is like no other, passionate, resilient, and innovative. This podcast is your source for the latest information on the management, markets, research, and technology related to blueberry production. This is the business of blueberries. Here's your host, president of the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council, Casey Cronquist. to another episode of the business of blueberries the only podcast dedicated exclusively to the blueberry industry now i am really excited to be joined by a true blue industry leader in multiple senses of the word our ushbc chair shelly hartman i asked shelly to join me to talk about the industry efforts in 2023 and to look ahead in 2024 as a lifelong resident of southwest michigan shelly and dennis hartman are the owners of true blue farms located in grand junction michigan Established in 1988, True Blue Farms has grown substantially to now 10 subsidiaries, including hundreds of acres of blueberries and the popular blueberry store located in downtown South Haven. Shelley serves as the chair of USHBC and is the past president of the Michigan Frozen Food Packers Association. She also penned an inspiring story of her rise to success in the book, Chicken Soup for the Entrepreneurial Soul. Shelley, thank you for joining me again on The Business of Blueberries. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's always a pleasure to have you. It's been a pleasure to work with you in your capacity as chair of USHBC. But I thought we'd start this podcast with a, a kind of the behind the scenes story that you have about your rise to entrepreneurial success. And I don't know if we shared much of that on your previous episode. So can you tell us a little bit about what it took to build True Blue into what it is today? Oh, I sure can. Brings back some great memories. Uh, Dennis, you know, he's a third generation blueberry grower. He grew up in the blueberry business uh, and the farming part of it. And they also were some of the pioneers, the first family that started out washing blueberries for the ready to be frozen market. So uh, he had the background and he had the work ethic of a grower farmer. And I joined when we were married, uh, True Blue. And I took over the business aspect of things when it came to, uh, in the beginning days, it was the financial responsibilities, and then it turned into food safety, and then it turned into procurement, and then it turned into production planning and budgetary responsibilities. And, you know, throughout the whole thing, uh, we, we just fell in love with the lifestyle that uh, blueberry farming affords us. and. You know, when we're working hard and we are dedicated to True Blue and the industry and, you know, we don't get a lot of weekends off. We work a lot of long hours and we have a really good time doing it. So it doesn't seem like it's so, so hard or, you know, it's fun. We make it fun. Yeah, well, and you do make it fun. You bring a lot of energy, I know, into this industry, certainly the role you've played as chair. 
You know, and what's also encouraging as you describe, you know, that background and your background in the blueberry business and kind of your, you and Dennis working together to grow True Blue, you also were named the first ever female chair to the USHBC. And, uh, you know, you succeeded Chris Barnhill in that position. And so I wanted to just talk a little bit about that for you. You know, what has been these first couple of years, uh, you know, for you in this leadership role, what has it been like for you? Well, it has been a lot different probably than I expected in a good way. I think, you know, under your direction and leadership and you and I working together so closely, it's really changed this whole industry in a positive way that, you know, we're really planning. We're putting together strategic plans. We're, you know, bringing people together. We're putting people on committees that want to be on committees. We've changed up the meetings, which I have to say is probably one of my happiest about that I think is really a proud moment for you and I and everybody in this industry is the attendance at the meetings. You know, we got the Blueberry Convention coming up in Tucson, February 28th through March 1st. And then of course the Blueberry Summit, which is in the fall, and that's gonna be in Denver. But you know, the attendance, I think you would have the information better than I, but haven't they been record breaking? the last two meetings? Yeah, we've definitely grown the uh, attention and, and attendance to these events. So, you know, I think from an industry engagement relations, it was a priority by this board to, you know, continue to find ways to draw people into the conversation that we have uh, beyond, obviously, you know, roughly the 150 people or so that would traditionally come to these meetings. Um, but yes, absolutely. In the last couple of years, you know, we've moved a lot of, uh, program work into education sessions so that, you know, there was opportunities for people to see and spend more time on subject matters that, you know, people want to know about that we're, we're participating in. And so I think as that has evolved, it certainly has changed a lot. And I think in the, in the point of order of things where you have been working as chair on the governance aspect of this is what the committees and the board meetings are for, et cetera, versus these are the things that we're working on that you know people might want to know more about, whether it's in promotion and marketing or it's in the very smart fields or it's things that that draw people into the conversation. And I think that has been probably uh, the biggest change for those for those meetings. And I think too, it draws people into the leadership roles and to volunteer to be on committees based on what their interest and expertise is not based on just because you're on the council, you get on a committee. That was a big change and it's been a real positive change because we have a lot of people that are eager to get to work on their committee and really make some changes for the good for our industry. So I think that's really exciting and can't wait to see what 2024 brings because I think we got some exciting things that are gonna be happening for us as an industry. Yes, I think we're making great progress with the engagement side of our program. But what, from your perspective, Shelley, didn't go as expected from your point of view in 2023? I think it's going to have to be El Nino and the effect that it had on the Peruvian and Chilean blueberry industry that had an effect on all of us globally, actually. It was an anomaly and it really changed I think a lot of the ways that we're looking at doing things now when it comes to, you know, our budgets and our data collection and our forecasting, because I think uh, we've spent a lot of time getting to understand our industry and our business better. And it was not 
as we had expected it to go. And because of that, we turned it into an opportunity to do what we do and even make it better. Yeah, well, it was a unexpected change. I'll never forget getting back from vacation in August and it was like the world changed. And I know for those listening, many people were starting to understand what was happening in Peru back in as early as June. But but really from a program standpoint, we probably didn't jump on uh, making budgetary adjustments until August. And it was uh, it was a lot. I mean, I think if everybody just took a look at what took place over the course of the fall to try to course correct, given the circumstances that were unfolding in Peru, it was a challenge. And, and in some ways, it's a ripple effect. I think it's it's playing a part into 2024, as you know, and we're having to kind of really, really both think through what it means to be, you know, in this uh, circumstance of uncertainty with the crop. Uh, and it doesn't really mean imported crop. I think we saw just in this year with the domestic crop anticipating about five million dollars in our assessment collections and today we're we're sitting end of year at four six and so you know there's something there that we're watching for uh increasingly so because you know it's a it's a changing environment and i know a lot of people want to talk about it from a climate change perspective i also think it's you know just getting better at our estimates And, and i know that's that's not a unique circumstance to the ushbc's interest in it i think all marketers and growers themselves have uh, a desire to get better at estimating crop production, but it certainly plays out for USHBC as well. So yeah, that was an interesting uh, series of events uh, this fall, having to having to try to chase that circumstance down. Well, um, and, and still making some tough decisions, but, you know, doing it together as a team and understanding the ramifications and the cause and effect, I think is really going to make us stronger and more united. Uh, when we make it through here, because it's only going to make us better. You know, you talked a little bit about, you know, predicting the crop. And, you know, as it relates to cash flow and real time data, you know, and that's one of the things that I think is impactful. It doesn't matter where you grow blueberries, but these are some of the just common foundational pieces of information that we need to have as a council, but even also taking that back to the grower. You know, this also affects them and how their bottom line or their, you know, farm gate value is affected when we don't have real time data. And that's where I'm really excited about. And one of the opportunities I see in 2024 is real time collecting of data with Joe Vargas and his program and being able to better understand our industry. Wrapping our arms around volumes in certain months and then being able to marry that up with a fair market price. You know, it's been many, many years of this industry really getting promoted grower to grower at the coffee shop level, talking about what they sold and how much they sold and where they sold it to, to the realistic inside of the industry where we need to really know on a larger scale so that decisions can be made when it comes to marketing, planning, production, you know, picking, harvesting all the way down so that, you know, that's what is going to be really important as we move into this new year is being able to bring that value back to the farm gate for the growers. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to I want to see if I can just pin you down on the one thing in 2023 that you were most proud of. What 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 stands out from your USHBC perspective that, you know, 
makes you most proud? I think that I'm most proud of 2023 because I saw a lot of people that you may not see work together, roll up their sleeves and start working together for the betterment of the industry and not for the betterment of them or their organization. You know, they put that stuff aside and they really looked at our blueberry industry and they made the best decisions. Even if it wasn't the right decision for them personally, they made the best decision for our industry. And that made me feel really proud because it's like one big happy blueberry family where we put all of our differences aside and we started with a strategic plan and we continued down that road united. And that really was something that we needed. We needed to be able to do as an industry. Yeah, I agree. And uh, and more to come on that. So, I mean, it's it's kind of that unity going forward from here that is going to really kind of inspire a lot of the efforts that are going to be needed going forward in order to, as you described, bring that farm gate value back to the growers and really make sure that we're adjusting for the things that are going to make the biggest difference in ensuring a successful future for the category. So we've got a lot more to cover though. And I want to look ahead certainly to 2024. This recap has been great, but it's time for our crop report. So believe it or not, the beginning of our domestic season is right around the corner, but we also have reports coming in from Peru, Chile, and Mexico. So here once again is your blueberry crop report. It's time for your Blueberry Crop Report, an update on crop conditions and markets from important blueberry growing areas. Today, you'll hear from Mario Ramirez in Mexico and Danielle Bustamante in Peru. This was recorded on February 1st, 2024. Hi everyone, here Mario with the Mexican Blueberry Report for week four from January 21 to January 27. During week four, Mexico exported 3 million and 500,000 pounds of fresh blueberries to the United States and another 175,000 pounds to other destinations, mainly Europe and Asia. The total worldwide exportations for fresh blueberries are 3 million and 675,000 pounds. 23% of this volume were organic blueberries. It is 820,000 pounds exported mainly to North America. This week, the volumes is 40% higher respecting previous week, and it remains 42% lower comparing the same week for the previous season. For week four, Mexico exported 20,000 pounds of frozen blueberries and the Total volume for the entire season is 23 million 678,000 pounds. This volume includes fresh, conventional and organic and frozen volumes. We have no affectations reported for diseases or weather. And that's all in my report. Thank you very much and see you next week. Hello, this is Daniel with a crop report from Peru until the end of week four that ran from January the 22nd to January the 28th. So far, this season that started in week 18 until the current week 4, Peru has shipped a total of 450.2 million pounds of fresh blueberries to the world, which is 25% less volume than what was shipped during the same period last season. The US remains as the main destination for Peruvian blueberries, representing 55% of the total shipments so far, followed by Europe with 29%, China with 12%, and other markets accounting for the remaining 4%. Of the total volume shipped, 11% have been organics. 
During week four, Peru shipped a total of 11.8 million pounds. That's 13% less volume than last week. Although the U.S. still got larger share of the exports with 61% of the weekly volume, the 7.2 million pounds shipped is similar volume to last week's. This shipment should be arriving to the U.S. market between the second and third week of February. The other markets where Peru shipped blueberries to this week were Europe with 27% of the volume, China with 9%, and other destinations with 3%. This has been the Peruvian Crop Report for week four. Thank you. Well, thanks so much to our busy growers and colleagues who take time to participate in these reports. As a reminder, you can go to the ushbc.org forward slash data to find our data and insights center to see more data about what's happening in our blueberry industry. So again, please join us at ushbc.org forward slash data to check out more about what's happening in our industry. All right, let's go back to our conversation with Shelly Hartman. Shelly, uh, you've also been doing a a podcast of your own, so you're no you're no stranger to what we're talking through here today, or having guests on your show. So I don't know if everybody knows this about you being a podcaster, but it's called the Blueberry Chicks, as part of Rob Bird's Moondog Show. So could you talk a little bit about this show for you and and how that got started? Well, uh, this is our two year anniversary for the show, and uh, it airs on the radio on our local radio channel at a Right crack of dawn at 6.30 a.m. on Saturday morning. But as most people know about uh, pre-recorded podcasts that, you know, we play them when it's the appropriate time when we have airtime. So we record it a couple days before. And we wanted to really focus and showcase blueberries, anything and everything blueberry. You know, we talk about the crop. We talk about bees. We talk about organic. We talk about up and coming meetings, a crop report. But most recently, we've been talking a lot about food and how to implement using blueberries in a sweet or savory recipe that has really hands down become very popular among our listening audience, which is really at this point, we're reaching out to a lot of people in all the states and they're really interested in food which is a great subject, especially when it's blueberries, my favorite. So we've really done a lot with that. And, you know, I, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but I know I have mentioned to you that we're going to be doing a pilot television show for PBS. And we're going to go into the studio and if they like it, which I know they're going to love it. I mean, really what is not to love about, you know, Treat and I and a couple other folks sitting around cooking with blueberries. And it's going to be an agritourism sort of thing, too, where we're going to visit southwest Michigan and go to places that are using blueberries and fruits and vegetables from, you know, this little corner of our state and showcase some places that they can go and pick their own or watch how blueberries being packed or a pie is being made. So it's going to be really a fun show. And then that'll air this fall. So we're really excited about that opportunity. That is an exciting opportunity. So from podcast to television, the blueberry chicks. So that's, that's great. And it goes to show, I think the power of these podcasts, you know, it's such a, a consumable medium these days for people to get the information. I know for us here at the, at the council, you know, since we launched this in the, during the pandemic as a way to reach people, 
Um, it's just remarkable what a podcast can do in relationship to reaching out to people. So congratulations on your show. That's exciting and something that we will have to follow along as you get through you know, your first recording of the PBS episode. So let's look ahead, uh, Shelley, to 2024. As you look into this new year, what's top of mind for you as chair? Well, as I had mentioned, you know, working together in 2023 really was a highlight. And as we move into 2024, I'm really excited to even dig in deeper and continue to work together with industry leaders and growers alike to accomplish the wants and needs that need to happen you know, in, in 2024, but even in our future, as we look at where we want blueberries, you know, number one, we want them, world's favorite fruit, number one. It's going to take a lot of work to be able to do that. So I think working together to accomplish these things economically, you know, we're getting the best bang for our buck, you know, with our internal strategy of bringing on the likes of Kevin and being able to really dial into some of these sales performance programs that we're going to be implementing. Those are the things that I think are exciting as a grower and as an industry leader to be able to step into it and really understand what a buyer sees and be able to help predict that when they go into the grocery store, they're going to be walking out with blueberries in their cart. Yeah, absolutely. I think the united effort that we're seeing and of course the continuity of that that group working together or the or the growing group of people who recognize that there's a lot more that USHBC can be accomplishing. I know you mentioned the data work that that really does require a working together of so many people and and has and I know Joe just launched the uh, effort to improve what is essentially the cold storage report and so that would be working with a lot of processors and cold storage you know folks who operate under cold storage that helps us identify more importantly acknowledge what's in cold storage in ways that you don't see it today and and what is it that these systems that we've been developing over the last 2 years can do to help our industry going forward. So these are things that I know you know, and I know we're focused on and bringing people together in ways they haven't before in order to accomplish the things that, you know, no one of them could accomplish alone. And USHBC is in a good position to be that organization. And I know, you know, Kevin coming on board, recognizing a little bit of that inside out strategy that you mentioned, uh, he certainly is going to help, you know, quarterback a, a really important part of our program, which is that uh, promotion and marketing arm and the work there that I know everybody counts on. And, and I know he's been hit countless times of, you know, when are we going to get our Super Bowl ad? And, and I know he'll be talking about that in Tucson and talking about that when we're in Oregon for the Oregon convention. But uh, I know people have big ideas on what more could be done for blueberries in order to draw that consumer into, uh, into the category. And, and what's fascinating, Shelly, and you know this, uh, we talk about it a lot, just only 10% of those who are buying blueberries today make up 50% of what's being sold. That's just remarkable. It's just so much more room for us as an industry to grab that buyer. And of those buyers, Shelly, and you know this, it's on average only 6.4 pounds a year. Plenty of room for growth. So much room. And uh, that's why I think people continue to come around this category. Uh, they continue to see the opportunity in this category. 
there's just a lot of runway for blueberries. And I think, you know, we have continued to build out what we think will be, you know, the team here internally, but certainly still working on what are those big ideas that the industry has? You know, we certainly have got the promotion of marketing, we've got the health, we've got the data. There's a lot more that we can do here coming alongside farmers with our Berry Smart program. That's really exciting. But it takes resources. And I know our North American Blueberry Council has been working with many in the industry on the contributions for the MOU that really helped USHBC advance some of these initiatives in the past couple of years. That's so true. So true. And so grateful uh, for them stepping up and doing that because it really gave us a jump on some of these things that we wanted to accomplish. And, you know, like I said, there's going to be a lot of needs and wants, and we're going to continue to have to push that envelope and, and be able to get these things done. And it's going to take all of us working together and coming up with uh, plans and the finances to do it. Well, as we move in further, as you look at 2024, what are the challenges and opportunities you see for the category through the rest of the year? Well, you know, the challenges are consistency and being able to have the product at the grocery shelves when the customers want it. Uh, as I mentioned before, we have a UPIC here. So I have a unique position of being able to be with the consumers one-on-one -on -one a lot. and. Let me tell you, they love blueberries. They love the taste of them. They know that they're good for them. And, you know, it's 100% consumable product. You get a big bang for your buck and you can freeze them. And, you know, there's so many things that we can do that we haven't even experienced yet in our taste buds when we talk about the savory taste of blueberries. You know, so challenges would be making sure that we have the product on the shelves for growers, our challenges are going to be maybe a little bit different because we're having a lot of rising cost of inputs, supply, labor, uh, even the cost of money. You know, the interest rates are at a all time high for, since the 1980s, and it it's, makes money hard to get for capital improvements or growth uh, opportunities. So, you know, we'll want to make sure with the growers money that they're paying with these assessments that we're spending it wisely and that they see a return on that investment. And they're really proud of what this organization is and what we've been able to do for them. Well, we certainly do have a, a longstanding history of, of providing value back to the growers. Uh, certainly, you can see that reflected both in the work that has been done, the referendums that have been passed. And, and I think the expectation that's out there for the organization to continue to strive for what I know we've talked about in terms of profitable demand, that it's one thing to draw in consumers, build up demand, increase consumption. It's another thing to do it in a profitable way. And so we've been talking a lot of that about that at the board level, strategically trying to understand, you know, what's it going to take to ensure the profitability of our growers? Yes, we can increase demand, but oftentimes in a supply and demand scenario, that means just reducing price. And, and of course, you know, that's not something that USHBC is focused on. We're focused on how, how do we get consumers to want to buy blueberries and continue to buy at the prices of today, if not higher than today. Uh, that's a true challenge. It's the double mandate or the dual mandate that I know Kevin talks a lot about. You know, how do we how do we accomplish the expectations that are out there? And I know he's working hard on on developing plans to help execute against that. Something more that he'll talk about in Tucson. But as we kind of wind up our conversation here, Shelley, I do want to spend some time for you to kind of outline from your perspective with our audience here. You know, what would you share about the expectations going forward? Um, what messages would you like to share with the industry about the work ahead for USHBC at the board level? 
Well, that is a great question because, you know, one of the things we just appointed the new committee members and uh, the standing committee members, and they're really, everybody's excited about the opportunity to serve. So now what we have to do is get all these folks and, you know, we got some great people in this industry. I mean, they are, they are some of the most down to earth, intelligent people that we're very blessed to be able to work alongside of them. And, you know, we need to though, as a, as a board collectively get together and be able to all be on the same page and maybe even we'll, we'll have a um, retreat the board that we can all get together because you know we want to make sure that we're united at the board level so that we can carry that message down you know to the subcommittees all the way to the marketers to the growers and and the consumer so that everybody when they think of blueberries they're thinking of grab a boost of blue they're thinking along the same lines and that there isn't any static and everybody knows the strategic direction we're going in and not only that, how we're going to get there. Well, and I think one of the things that, that the board has, has certainly adopted from a kind of a thematic perspective is just that it's more strategic and more data driven than it ever has been before. And just looking at what the opportunities are, you know, how we assess those opportunities, and then, of course, how we execute against plans. Um, this board certainly taking a, a strong strategic approach and, of course, you know, our ability to bring more data to the board meetings for conversations about decision-making has certainly been, I think, a, a change in some respects and, and then certainly an opportunity as we go forward from here. That's right. This isn't an industry where you're going to set it and forget it. This is a push up your sleeves, put on your thinking cap, and let's really capture the momentum as we move into 2024 to continue to increase the consumption, as you said, but also keep it at price points where our growers are seeing it back at their farm gate. Well, it has been great to have you uh, here as part of today's show. Certainly something that, you know, helps people kind of get a sense of the leadership, you know, you being the chair of the board and the work we're doing as a council on behalf of the industry. And, you know, just what a an effort it is certainly to chair the council itself, but obviously there's a lot that goes into the work we do, a lot of planning, a lot of conversations, a lot of discussions with the council members, the executive committee, the finance committee. There's just, you're, you're responsible for a lot as chair of the board. And uh, it's great to have you on the show today. It's great to just hear your thoughts as we move forward from here as an organization and as an industry. Um, but it, before I let you go, I always like to ask, is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up here? Well, thank you. And there is. I think that I'd like to thank all the volunteers that have been participating on the committees and on the council themselves. And thank you and your team and staff for always being there and pulling things together. And I think gratitude is the attitude that all of us share in this industry and grateful for all of you. So thank you guys and, and thank you all the volunteers out there and thank you to the consumers. Well, thank you, Shelley, for your leadership and your role as chair. And certainly if uh, there are folks who would like to engage in this conversation and certainly participate in our future events and discussions at the board level or throughout some of our committee meetings that we'll be holding here in Tucson, that's probably our next best opportunity, as we were talking about at the beginning of the show, uh, work we're doing to try to invite everyone into this conversation, you know, everybody's shoulder to the wheel in the effort ahead to try and drive this category to make blueberries the world's favorite fruit. So. 
Really appreciate your time today, Shelley. Thank you for being the chair. Thank you for your leadership and your willing to volunteer to this, you know, this important effort on behalf of the industry. Thank you. All right. Well, I always appreciate those opportunities to sit down with Shelley uh, and leaders like her in our industry to talk about the future ahead for blueberries. But that's it for episode 162. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with more innovation, collaboration, family, and hard work right here on the Business of Blueberries.